Welcome to the Readings and Ramblings podcast, where we ramble about the Bible and the books we're reading, all from a Christian worldview. We're your hosts, Janice Jones and Shanna Vera, and we invite you to journey with us in our thoughts and exchange of ideas. Our hope is that these conversations will inspire you to read and grow in faith with friends. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Readings and Ramblings. I am Janice Gentles-Jones. And I am Shanna Vera. Thank you for listening once again. Yeah, we're so excited to be here. And uh, we're, we've got a couple of things that will be, uh, what are we, like three quarters of the way through Mansfield Park. Right? Yeah, we're almost done. We're almost done. And uh, Shanna was great and found some connections for our Bibles, for our Bible section this week that connects with our story. So I can't wait to get started on that. Yeah, I'm always excited when I can see something that reminds me of something else. I know. You're so good at it, too, because I'll be like scratching my head and like. It's funny. I feel like it's always one story comes to me that reminds me. And then I'm like, okay, why am I seeing a connection between the book and the story? Like, what is it? And as I kind of delve into that, I usually am like, okay, this is is it. (laughs) So that's the process. (laughs) I love it. It works. (laughs) So before we do that, um, what we want to share or something that we've read this week or recently uh, that we would add to our commonplace book. So Shanna, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. So we are actually um, reformed in our faith. So we have reformation night coming up. So everything's Uh been about Martin Luther. Um, So I have a poem by him and I thought I would share that because it's kind of fitting. (laughs) All right. It's just called A Poem by Martin Luther. (laughs) (laughs) How simple. I love it. I I love it already. (laughs) Like simple. All right. Feelings come and feelings go and feelings are deceiving. My warrant is the word of God. Nought else is worth believing. Though all my heart should feel condemned for want of some sweet token, there is one greater than my heart whose word cannot be broken. I'll trust in God's unchanging word till soul and body sever. For though all things shall pass away, his word shall stand forever. Ooh, I love that. It's not a complicated poem. It is actually, it's something simple. the kids could learn. Yes. I guess if you wanted them to yes. memorize that. I was that actually is... thinking about that. I was like, that's so cute. It's simple. It's full truth. I don't know. I liked it. I love it. Oh, my God. And it's just called a poem by, I'm writing that by Martin Luther. <laughs> Oh, I wonder if it's in his book, A Poem by Martin Luther. Okay. Um, and, and I'm always a sucker for a poem that rhymes. <laughs> right? It's just so flowy. Exactly. So, And yeah. then to have the words mean something, I'm in. I love it. It was funny because I was debating. I'm like, it seems like something you would read to like a small child. And I was like, is that proper to share it on a podcast? But I was like, you know what? I'm going for it. <laughs> you know what? But it, it, it seems simple. But the words were meaningful. No, they're deep. Very they meaningful. are. So I... I I like that it's simple and meaningful. Yep. Um, for me this week, I, uh, I, my, my quote is coming from great expectations. Um, and this is when Pip is, uh, Pip has been offered what he thinks is this, um, great expectations from miss. I can't remember her name, but 
he's he has now the chance to go to London to be trained to be a gentleman. And he's excited because he's, you know, he sees after meeting, I think her name is Miss Hervisham, but I could be wrong. Um, he, you know, and, and Estella, he wants this lifestyle. And so this is, he's talking to Joe. Joe is his step uncle and has been a good, um, a good caring uncle for him to him. And, um, you know, he's talking about this great expectation that he has about being a gentleman. Right. And this is what he says to him. He says, there's one thing you may be sure of Pip said, Joe, after some rumination, namely that lies is lies. However, they come, they didn't ought to come, and they come from the father of lies and work round to the same. Don't you tell me more of them, Pip. That ain't the way to get out of being common, old chap. And as being common, I don't make it out at all clear. You are uncommon in some things. You're uncommon small. Likewise, you're an uncommon scholar. And then he says, if you can't get... If you can't get to be uncommon through going straight, you'll never get to do it through going crooked. So don't tell me, don't tell me no more on them, Pip, and live well and die happy. So it was kind of like, you know, he's, he's thinking that in order to go down this path that he, you know, there's a certain way that you have to be and, Mm -hmm. uh, And Joe, I like, Joe is like, Joe was considered very simple. He wasn't like a smart, you know, like, you know, considered a smart man. He was a blacksmith, which was like a lowly position. Well, at least his wife, his wife made him feel that way. And so here's now Pip, you know, leaving this small town. And, but yet he's the one that has this great wisdom for him. And I love that he, you know, he talks about, um, it reminds me the father of lies, you know, you think from, you know, the Bible, yeah. you know, like he's yeah. like lies that comes from the father of lies, but it'll be um, interesting to see where it goes. But I like the message that he gave to him because it came from someone who should not, who thinks of self, who thinks so lowly of himself, but he still gave the greatest, you know, advice. Well, I think maybe because he sees Pip in him, like, you know, Pip thinks he has to be something else or that he's got to yeah. change in order to be something. And he's telling him, you're either something or you're not something, you know, yes. it's like it's not that's not something that can be made. Yes. So I just feel like that's it's sweet. And, and he felt like uh, Pip felt like he had to lie in order to meet the standards of, you know, of right. Stella, you know. And right. so, yeah. So it's just like here it is, the wisdom from the uncommon man yeah you know yeah still good so that was my quote for this week oh i like it it makes Um, me kind of want to give great expectations a second chance (laughs) um i'm going to say let's hold off on that (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) maybe in a year or two Maybe next year this is my first (laughs) read through and i can't say that i'm excited about it Okay. As I have been with my other books. And yeah. you did warn me. Yeah. But maybe we're just not at the right time of our life to really enjoy. Yeah, maybe. You know, like we're not there mentally to fully enjoy what the story <laughs> has to offer. We're like in the, we're like in the, you know, wives and mothers and, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Relationships and uh, um, kind of mode. Which may mean we might have to switch it up a little bit. Although I like this where we are. <laughs> it's been good. 
<laughs> I've been reading um, Wives and Daughters, which I like. Oh, yeah. I have not read that in a long time, but I remember when I read it, I loved that book. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. But I don't want to talk about that because I'm excited okay. to talk about okay. Mansfield Park. So okay. um, let's, but before we do, we're going to go through our we're going to go to our scripture reading. So Shanna, why don't you start us off with what we're going to be doing? Tell us our theme. Okay. So um, from my reading in Mansfield Park, I felt like there was a lot of rescue stories being rescued from um, kind of your situation in life, your, you know, your financial situation, your status in society. Um, It came from who you married, who brought you up you know, all of that. And that was a strong theme in pretty much every chapter. So I started thinking about a story, a rescue story kind of similar to that. And the first one that hit me was Joseph because he came from a family of shepherds and he wasn't the oldest brother. So he was just kind of in the shuffle of a bunch of brothers and he was loved by his father, but he was not loved by his brothers. Yeah. So he ends up getting sold by them into slavery and they end, he ends up in Egypt. Yep. And things just seem to go downhill. He starts out, he's got a decent position and the man he works for respects him. That falls through because of his sinful wife. Yep. And he ends up in prison. But once again, because of his strong character, he ends up the head of prison. I mean, I guess if you're going to be in prison, it's good to be the head of prison. Yes. And while there, he interprets dreams for two people. They come true. And later on, when Pharaoh has a dream and nobody can tell what it means, the one man remembers, oh, there was a guy while I was in prison who was interpreting dreams. And so he gets introduced to the Pharaoh. But the interesting part is that he ends up being the one to rescue his family because when famine strikes, he ends up um, be knowing ahead of time. So he's yeah. stocked up food. So when all the the nations around them mm-hmm. end up starving, they all need to run to Egypt. And so he's reunited with his brothers. And I think one of the most profound things is that his brothers worry like how he's going to treat them because now he's in power and he says what you meant for evil god used for good yeah and it's just like it's just rescue in every form you know god rescues joseph from his situation and joseph rescues his family from their situation and i don't know it's just and in every direction it's just you see a rescue story so yeah that came to my mind and I was going to say, and not just rescuing his family, but also rescuing, you know, like the countries around them, like the oh, people yeah. in the countries around yeah. them, because um, they had to, they all had to come to Egypt for, for that. So that was definitely the, the rescue story. My favorite part is God's rescue, you know, yep. God's rescue for, of Joseph, like even through those, you know, like who would have seen, and, and, you know, when he's in the middle of that, that, um, these experiences, you know, not to even to even think that it would end the way that it end, you know, that's probably not even close to it in his head. I can't imagine he yeah. thought that it was going to have a good ending because yes. it was just one sad event after another, for sure. Yes. And he was actually second in charge. I think you said that, but I mean, if just to 
like yeah. in charge of the whole Egypt, you know. Yeah, so, second to Pharaoh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's you know, again, he couldn't have he couldn't have even thought of that when all those things were happening to him. So, I love that. I love that. I just I really love I love Joseph because his character throughout the whole thing, whatever situation he was in. He was yeah. content within it. And that made all the difference instead of yeah. grumbling and, you know, being hateful and angry. He just was like, well, I'm in prison. I'm going to be the best at prison. Like it was just and he everything. Was. Actually, yeah. you're right, though. You're absolutely right, because he was actually because even when he was in Potiphar's house, he yeah. was made head of his household over all yeah. things of his household. Yeah. And he was just a slave. You know, like you would think that that position would go to. You know, like he could hire someone out, not, you know, yeah. he's a, a slave that would be, you know, the head of his household. And same thing, like you said, with the prison. So, you know, he did make the best of it. Sometimes it's hard, yeah. though, but those stories kind of remind you. And just talking about it, I think it just yeah. reminds you that your situations may suck. But man, if Joseph can get through. And also the bigger story that you don't know what God or how God is using that challenge in your life you know I mean it must have been such a beautiful thing for him to be able to say that to his brothers because he saw how he was able to be there for his family like he saw um at that point he could see God's you know purpose and plan and that must have been such like a great moment for him absolutely although they never um they don't tell us his account of, you know, after that, but I can't imagine, you know, that he did not think about that. Like, that's a nighttime conversation like <laughs> with your wife. Like, isn't this amazing? Like, yeah, did, yeah. How did we get here? Right. <laughs> yep. All right. So that was Joseph. That yep. was the first. So that was the story that came to my rescue. mind. Yeah, yeah, that was the person that came to mind. And then I had to think a little bit harder on other rescue stories, but the next one that came to my mind, which it's not in chronological order, but I'm just going to give it to you in the way That's it came fine. to my brain, <laughs> yeah. um, was Daniel. And I think that one came to mind also because he was also a slave. Yeah, He was um, captured by Babylon and brought yep. there. And he was meant to... Um, he went to like school, actually. Yes, they he was were, one of the educators. They were trained, yeah. yeah. So they were like trained. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. One of the first stories we hear about him is God comes and writes on the wall, and the king doesn't know what it means, and he has Daniel interpret it for him. Yeah. And the interpretation becomes true, and I think from then on, the other kings kind of have respect for him because. They saw that he was capable of something like that, and, and he, he was raised up. Also, yeah, he position. ends up he ends up taking such a high position with other kings, yeah. and the one that really stands out to me is with King Darius. He ends up being like King Darius's right hand man, and the yeah. other men become jealous of the situation, yeah. and they think, "How can we get rid of this guy? Because yeah. we don't like him," and they study him. And they can find nothing wrong with him, no. which is like, 
amazing because I would not want to have somebody scrutinizing me day in and day out. I'm telling you, it wouldn't be hard to find something. I know, I'd crack. There's always little cracks. <laughs> so to have people really like gunning for you and still is like, there's nothing wrong with this guy. They finally decide, hmm, he prays a lot. Like, let's go, let's go with that. That's like the worst thing about you is, is yeah. prayer. It's like, that's great. And so, of course, they go to the king and try to stroke his ego and be like king you're so wonderful that everyone should pray to you like why are they why are we allowing them to pray to their their gods when they should be or other gods they should be praying to you and of course the king is like oh this sounds like a great idea everyone should worship and pray to me i'd love to be a god and so he passes a decree that anyone who is caught praying to any other god other than himself yeah will be cast into a den of lions. Yeah. And of course, Daniel had to have heard of it because he lived with the king in the castle or wherever. I don't know. know, The palace. I think it was a palace. It's not a a castle. (laughs) Um, I think king and castle, but I think it was a palace. But he lived there, so we know he knew. And so these guys watched him. And of course, Daniel continued to pray because of who he is. And so they go to the king and we're like, we saw Daniel praying. Yep. <laughs> and so the king is heartbroken because he really He loves, is. He Wasn't loves, that something? He loves yes. Daniel. Yes. And he spends an entire sleepless night trying to figure out how do I keep Daniel alive? Yep. And, and he, he can't. can't. There's no way out of it. He has to follow through with throwing him in. Yep. And so he does it. And then... You know, while Daniel is in there, God comes and shuts the mouths of the lions so that he's unharmed. And when the next day rolls around, the king opens up the den and, you know, yells into him, you know, Daniel, did your God keep you alive? Yes. yes. And Daniel's able to say, yes, I'm I'm unharmed. And he was like, everybody worship the God of Daniel. So, I mean, that's God rescues Daniel from that situation but in the end proclaiming god rescues so many of those who hear the message and who knows who was saved because of daniel's acts and um and actually because of that shanna you could take it that next um and correct me if i'm wrong but uh uh it was later on was it that same king who returned who allowed the um the the israelites to return back to their home I was think that after... was King Cyrus. Okay, actually. that's after they got conquered. Yeah. So Babylonia got conquered. Okay. I think. So I, could, I could be That's wrong. a different rescue story. Honestly, Daniel lives through so many kings. So, But I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was King Cyrus that did that. Okay. But I'm going to okay. have to double check that one. Right. But yeah, I mean, that's another one that's like, he's just, so, I love Daniel. I mean, he's another one who's, yeah. you know, he's a, he's taken from his home at a young age and you know, brought up to live in this household and do, you know, the king's bidding. And what a great attitude. And just his faithfulness to God through it all is amazing. I was going to say that because, you know, a lot of people, they adapted to the culture that, you know, that they're in. And because it's easier, of course, to adapt to the culture. But Daniel stayed true, like, and faithful, like you said, too. Um, I feel like each God. of these men have a great quote. Joseph's was, you know, what you meant for evil, God used for good. And yeah. Daniel's is he purposed in his heart to do good. Yeah. And it's like 
getting up every day and being like, this is who I'm going to be is an amazing message. So I know. It's like, if only I could remember that. Every I know. Day. I know. <sighs> All right. all right so the next one which probably should have been after joseph because chronologically comes next but that's not the way my brain worked um (laughs) was moses and maybe just because i don't like him as much as joseph and and daniel (laughs) the truth comes out (laughs) i he he i okay so i like i like the later moses you know once he's like gotten the ten commandments and all that i like that moses yes me and the boys are actually reading through Moses right now. And we just got through his conversation with the burning bush. And it's just like, Moses was frustrating me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, that remind. Okay. I can't. There was a, um, sorry. You're, you made me think of a quote that I wanted to use. It was from our Bible reading. And I thought it was so beautiful, but I can't even tell you what it is. So keep going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's so- weird uh-oh no it's fine <laughs> um so moses is set apart by god because his mother decides i'm not going to allow them to kill him yeah um at that time the pharaoh had you know joseph was no longer remembered yeah and the israelites or the hebrew nation is becoming so big that he's concerned that there's going to be they're going to take over. Like they're going to end up just taking over all the Egyptians. Yep. So he decides to make them their slaves. And then he's worried they're going to end up forming an army because now he's also, you know, making them slaves. Yeah. <laughs> so he tells the midwives, you need to kill every baby to and under that is male. Yeah. And the midwives, they don't do it. And I really, you have to wonder, but that's not what the story is about. But I do always wonder how much of the Israelites God did they know and understand just from being with these people all the time that caused them to feel yeah. like this is wrong. Yes. And I feel like there's a verse in there about like how God deals kindly with them because of their faithfulness or something, but I could be wrong and I didn't write it down. So that'll have to be for another story. Um, <laughs> so Moses ends up, of course, not being killed and his yeah. mother decides to put him in a basket and the princess of the pharaoh finds him and decides to adopt him as her own and raise him and because of this he's saved and uh but living in that environment he can't handle it so he ends up killing somebody and then he's a wanted man so he has to run away and hide and while he finds this tribe of people um he ends up becoming a shepherd there. That's where God finds him and says, you know, you need to go back and it's your job to rescue these people. Yep. And that's the part that frustrates me with Moses is that, you know, God's like telling him this and he's like, oh, well, what if they don't believe that I spoke to God and I don't really talk well. <laughs> and you just start getting like, Moses, this is God. Like if he's you saying you can do it, you can do it. <laughs> in his defense though, Moses didn't grow up in the Israelite. No. Um, tradition right you know like no. he grew up with in the palace yep. with the egyptians so i mean he, it, it was the worst position because not only yeah. does his own people not claim him now the yeah. people that raised him doesn't claim him. so he's kind of just yes. like a lone i could man. see that i could see that i have sympathy for him there i know he's just not like <laughs> joseph and daniel where he's just like this strong like i know what is right and will do it yeah um he's more like 
pick someone else. <laughs> yes, 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 he is. <laughs> but but he becomes he becomes the man that God knew Absolutely. he was, and I yeah. think that's what makes him like. Like I said, I do like him later. It's just we've been reading the early stages of Moses, and you're like, all right, man, get it together. Um, <laughs> you're strict. <laughs> <laughs> but he ends up being the rescuer of the, his of people Ibi, yeah, and yes. leading them out and saving them. Yep. Um, and once again, we see God's providence, you know, cause again, who would have thought it would be Moses, the person who couldn't speak, you know, yep. who is the person who is the one to do what God, he is faithful to doing what God is asking him to do. And he is able to rescue the, yep. the Egyptians according to God's providence, of course. Yeah. And I, you know what I love about these stories? It's like you have the individual doing things, but God's overarching um, yeah. providence is there in the yep. rescue. You know, yep. like he's always yep. there. <laughs> yep. Which I love yeah. about that. And it's funny because a lot of the commands are simple and you don't always see the connection to like, okay, how's this getting us to our end goal? You know? Yeah. But it always does. <laughs> it does. It really does. It always ends up the way God planned it. And I, you know, I was thinking there was a verse, um, uh, I think I told you before the kids and I are going through Proverbs for the whole year, yes. the whole school year. So we we're back to Proverbs one again, we did 31 days of Proverbs, but there was something in Proverbs that made me think of, yeah, uh, cause there was, I, I think it was Samuel. We were, we were also reading Samuel cause we're doing like the Greek age period. Okay. And in, and when Samuel was first called, when he was a boy, remember with the Eli, the prophet, and he kept saying, I hear the voice. And, um, mm-hmm. and he's like, next time you hear the voice, just say, here I am, Lord. But there was a verse in Samuel where it said, and Samuel found favor in, in, in the eyes of God and of yes. men. Which yes. reminds me of what it had said about Jesus. The Jesus, yeah. Luke, yeah, it's like yeah. the same thing. And then, and then we were reading. I love when things kind of come together when you're yes. reading it by accident, because I think it was Proverbs. Um, what did we read today? I think it was Proverbs chapter three. Or, uh, was it three? Um, whatever we were reading today. Oh, Proverbs chapter three, verse three through four, and it says. Let your let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, so that you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Huh. And I love that because I was like, it because it's like because you might say, well, how do you how do I find favor? You know, right. in the sight of God it's and man, love right? and faithfulness. Yes. And actually, you see that in Joseph. There yes. was the love and faithfulness with Daniel, yes. the love and faithfulness. Yes. And Moses eventually got there with love and yes, faithfulness. Yes, love and <laughs> You are so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's like, that is how, and they did find favor yeah. and success. And I was like, oh, I loved how those, because we didn't plan it. It just kind of came together. But as you're talking, that made me think of that. It's funny because I feel like the more I read in the Bible, I feel like the key to so many things is love. And I don't know why, but I I wasn't always aware of that, I guess, in the Bible. But as I've gotten older and now I kind of look for it, I see so much more of that. 
and even just like what's important in raising up your kids what is priority and i really started to think like if they don't have loving hearts towards me towards each other like how and we can and you know there's a verse about that it's like if you can't love those you can see how can you love the unseen and um and it's just like you reading that it really just confirms that feeling and those thoughts that I've been having about like it's really important that I teach them to be loving to show loving acts of kindness and doing those things really do matter they do and 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 I don't know like because what I hear when I heard the love here because you know you think of when Jesus was saying you know well what's the the two greatest the, the commandments boil down to love God right. with all your heart soul and mind and, and then love your neighbor as, as yourself, yourself. Yeah. so when I hear let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you I think of that first love of God yeah. you know but loving God means understanding what it you know knowing who God is like in order yeah. to love him you got to know who he is what right. does he want what is our purpose with him what's our relationship with him yeah. and then through that then we can, you know, love others and we know how to love others. Yeah. But what I hate is that love, the word love gets distorted now. Yeah. Um, to the point where people, will, the world will make you feel like as Christians, we don't love. Yeah. But that love, that first love that it's talking about, I think is that love with God. Yeah. And then. And he says, you know, you love because I first loved you. Like yeah. we learned our love from him. From That's, him. He's our example of what love is. Yeah. And he tells us how to, because of his love for us, how he wants us to live. And then when we know that, then we can show love to others through that of how he taught us. So it's interesting, but I love that. It's like, okay, so this is how I find favor, you know, and that's with steadfast love and faithfulness. And that's, and I was like, Oh, okay. Thank you. Proverbs. Proverbs Me me and the boys do a, like a story picture book each week. And it's a different one each week. And last week was a book called if Jesus came to my house and it's about a little boy who he imagines if Jesus was a little boy and came to his house, like how he would treat Jesus. Yes. And he goes through everything about, you know, he would let him sit in his best chair and he'd serve him tea and he'd show him all his favorite hiding spots. And he'd you know, bring him to his garden to show him his flowers and he would let him play with his toys and, you know, and then, you know, basically give him the best of everything because, you know, he's Jesus. And so. And he goes, but I know that Jesus can't come to my house in the way that I'd like him to. But then he goes into like, but when you have others, you know, Jesus says, treat them, you know, whatever you do to them, it's like you've done to me. And so he goes through like, you know, sharing toys or giving toys to others and, you know, about giving them the best seat in the house and just kind of all that. And I just... I thought it was a great book. I thought it was a really good book and kind of talked about the things that I've been trying to like really foster. (laughs) So it was, it was really good and it was good conversation. And even just talking to the boys about hospitality, when you have others over like what your expectation should be of yourself. And so it was, it was really good. See, that's beautiful. Such talented people to put together, to put a book like that together. All right. I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent. No, we both did. No, but it was good. No. (laughs) 
because <laughs> I took us off the path. But, um, <laughs> it was a good so, path. I was glad to talk about it. And actually that verse, like, I, I really am like, I need to write that one down. And uh, I've been having the boys, we've been memorizing verses. We started last year, like just going through verses and reviewing them. Yep. And uh, I feel like that's a good one to add into the shuffle. So I know I did the memorizing the verse last year, but I didn't do it this year. But I am going to introduce it back again because I figured as we're going through Proverbs, like the first time I just wanted to go through Proverbs. Um, but I think I... the. We will probably go through Proverbs about seven times before the year is oh, over. Wow. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe either this time or the next time I'll start to put in like memorizing some of their, these verses in there. Yeah. I have my own favorites, but <laughs> 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 I like it too. All right. So who is our last rescue? Our last story. I had to add a girl in there. You know, I was going to add a girl in there. <laughs> um, so we have Rahab. Mm-hmm. And her rescue is interesting because she rescues, she gets rescued. There's a lot of rescuing in mm, her story. That's true. She does get rescued and she rescues. Yep. Yep. So Rahab is an interesting character who's constantly referred to as Rahab the harlot. I know. Or, or Rahab the po- prostitute. Yes. Um, I feel bad that she never gets to outlive that Just name. Just be Rahab. Yes. <laughs> yes. So she had the red A in the, on her Exactly. Chest forever. Forever. <laughs> Um, so she's known for what she does, obviously, in Jericho. So when the men come into Jericho and visit with her, it's not a big shock because she, um, obviously sees a lot of men. Yes. And so, um, but then they aren't, they don't remember seeing the men leave. And I guess if you are a visitor once it hits a certain time. You are not supposed to be inside the walls of Jericho. Right. So they go to Rahab because they know that's where all the men who don't belong there go. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, ask if the men are there. And she says no. And they search her house. But she hides them on the roof, like under, yeah. I think it was wheat or something that she had out there drying. She hides them yeah. like under that so that they don't see them. And they're able to leave and they promise her, you know, because you've saved us, we will save you and your whole family. And so when the walls do come down, the only people who are spared are Rahab and her whole family. So she rescues God's people. And then through them, she's saved, which is a rescue of its own. And then when they do come and destroy it, her family is rescued. So, yeah. And again, you know, God is in that overarching, you know, mm-hmm. rescuer for mm-hmm. the story in those stories. Good. So we have a few rescue stories and we have a rescue, one one more rescue story. And that's our rescue story. Right? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I was thinking about putting that on the list. <laughs> like we are currently being rescued by Jesus through his salvation. Or we have been rescued. Yeah. Not we are. We, it's already been done. So yeah. our rescue story is that he has rescued us uh, when he died on the cross. So that's that's my favorite rescue story. <laughs> yes. yes. I like to be rescued too. <laughs> so now we're going to move over to Mansfield Park and we'll see mm-hmm. how this theme comes in. We were so excited to... Um, to move on to the next chapter because we had left at a at a cliffhanger 
yes. of what's going to happen with um with Mary. I'm sorry, with Fanny, Fanny. Mm-hmm. and uh, Mr. Crawford, who we we know now as Henry. Yes, and so we know that he proposes to her. <laughs> yes. Oh, who would have thought? <laughs> Actually, I had never. I didn't know that that's where the story was going to go. I actually had forgotten, and I've I've read this story before. I had forgotten that he fell in love with her, that there was that whole issue. And it actually drags out for several chapters, this relationship. So it's really surprising that I did not remember any of it, but that's how long ago I read it. Shanna, do you think think that he really loved her? I like, think, or I think he, he thought he did. I genuinely yes. think he thought he did. <laughs> I thought so too. I was like, I at one point as I was reading it, I was I was kind of like, if I if only I could forget his character before. I was like, he's so nice, you know, nice gentleman for yeah. um for Fanny. But again, you can't forget how he was flirting with um engaged well, Maria. And I think that's and where Fanny Julia. that's where Fanny's so stuck. She's yeah. so stuck on the fact that he flirted with Mariah so inappropriately in front yes. of her fiance. Yes. And she keeps coming back to that. She even yes. mentions it at one point to Edmund of like, I could never because of how he he acted. And yes. he she says something to Mary also. And Mary's like, Oh, he's just a flirt. Like she literally uses the word flirt. Like, oh, he's and just she a flirt. Knows. Yes. Yeah. And she knows that that's how her brother is because she admits that about her right. brother. Right. So she's just like, Oh, that was no big deal. That's just what he does. Like with you, it's different. And then with Edmund, Edmund's like, Oh, you know, nobody acted as poorly as I did. Everyone was in the wrong during that time. We can't really use that as an example of somebody's character. So, you know, she didn't do that. Yeah. So nobody really sees what she's seeing. But yeah, yeah, I feel like we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. Because his proposal, (laughs) we didn't even talk about his proposal. So go ahead. (laughs) Well, he, um, he does propose to her. She's shocked because she's like, where did this come from? I know. How does he even work? How, she's more shocked than we are uh, yeah. <laughs> we're just as shocked as we well, are well we got to see in when he spoke to his sister about like fanny is mine yes and it's like he actually he's excited he brings that to her but of course when he asks her he just he just got william his promotion mm-hmm. you know just, which i kind of felt like was wrong like oh did you oh feel goodness. like that was kind of wrong like he thought absolutely i'm gonna hold this over your head well, it's such in their society. That's such a big thing, you yeah. know, for William to get this type. And of the promo- the whole reason he went to London was to get her her brother this promotion, and he went to obviously a lot of trouble yes. because he wanted. He knew he saw her with her brother was like, "This is the way to her heart. I'm going to do this, and she's going to instantly love me, and yes. it's going to be our happily ever after." But yeah. on the other spectrum, it's kind of like. You're holding something over her. Like, look at me. You kind of owe me one now. It's kind of, that kind of bothered me a little bit. Absolutely. And she, and she felt it because Mm -hmm. it's like, how do you turn someone down? Um, She like, he just, she felt like he put her in a very awkward, um, awkward position. And then he has the nerve now at this point to, he sees that, she rejects him. She tells him, no, I cannot marry you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then she goes and speaks to Mr. Thomas about yeah. it. Yeah. Like so he's, he's, well, because according to Sir Thomas, he's like, oh, you know, the reason you refused him was because he didn't do it properly. He should have come to me and spoke to me. And yeah. he's like, Fanny, I give you so much credit for turning him down since he didn't do yes. it the proper way. And yeah. I think part of Henry also thought, you know, Fanny is such a like, stickler for the rules yes i think i think part of him did think oh maybe because i didn't do it the right way she refused me because in his mind everybody loves him nobody would say no to him so he doesn't understand rejection so he's just like oh i did it wrong let me do it the right way and that'll fix everything (laughs) and that's why i think he's disillusioned because i think he he doesn't realize that he is it's just that she's um a challenge, you know, yeah. in terms of like all every other woman was, you know, wants to be with him yeah. and and welcomed his, you know, his flirtiness, but not her. And so it's he. So to her, he to him, he thinks this is love. Like right. oh my goodness, but he has a new feeling, but it's not love. It's just somebody like that's actually a challenge. He's never experienced that, yeah. so he's confusing his feelings because. You know, they keep talking about, oh, Fanny's inexperienced with love. This is why she's struggling. She's so inexperienced. But really, he has no concept. Like, he's a flirt, and girls fall and swoon over him. And so this girl doesn't, and he's just like, what is this that I'm experiencing? Oh, it must be love. I love her. Let's get married. Like, that's but you know the most painful one of the most painful conversations was when uh, um, Sir Thomas came to speak to her and. When she told him that she would not marry him, he he was like, um, you know, he called her ungrateful, yeah. and yeah. and she was so hurt by that. She just started yeah. crying because she the last thing she felt that she was about is, or the thought of him thinking that she was ungrateful, yeah. knowing how grateful she was for the yeah. opportunity. She, um, that was heartbreaking. But there yeah. was also a tender moment there because he didn't realize that she didn't have heat. The fireplace. Running. Yeah. Do you remember that at the beginning yeah. of that? And even after that, that awkward, horrible discussion of where he was, there was, a, I wish I saved it. There was a part where she was like, I refuse. And, and he was like, you what? And she was like, no, I refuse to marry him. He's like, you, you know, it's a, that part yeah. I'm talking about. Yes. Um, it was, I felt so bad for her because you could just imagine how that was killing her. He had started to really like her. And he said that too. You know, Fanny, yeah. I've been giving you attention. I've been showing you every kindness and this is how yes. you repay me. And, you know, yes. her heart's just absolutely breaking. And yes. the thing is though, he did show her huge kindness in taking her in and paying for all of her expenses. Absolutely. And maybe he didn't treat her like one of his children, but he gave her a better life than what she would have had. And then this kind of would have taken the burden off of his hands a little yeah. bit. Like you have to think bit. about that. If she becomes some spinster or whatever, like she's going to be with them forever. This would have given her security. It would have, you know, taken that off of him. It wouldn't have, and he would have felt he had, and he also he had given her he had given her you know this kind of advantage in life like look at I got her married to this man and it would have brought up the rest of her family too like look at your family now you're part of society and he's like you're not even thinking about what about your siblings like it would have given her sisters a better chance 
if yep. she married well for them to marry well because it does make a difference. Because it would have so, been a good match. And so he's just like, you're only thinking of your own self-interest. And so like, I can see it from his perspective if you think about the time we're in and all the people it affects. But at the same time, to marry somebody who you don't respect mm. or love yes. is like a hard ask. Yes, it is a hard ask. And, her, and she's so pure in heart and just yes. in that, that innocence and just like I can't turn my heart to love a person who would do something you know yeah. like that yeah but my favorite scene was where he he said to her he says am I to understand said Sir Thomas after a few moments silence that you mean to refuse Mr. Crawford she says yes sir he said refuse him yes sir he's like <laughs> refuse Mr. Crawford yeah <laughs> I guess the three times. <laughs> I guess like, he's in such shock. Like, so he just can't understand. Like, and one of the thing is, too, he was like, if this was my daughter, Julia, I would have been, like, rejoicing. Like, he's yes. like, he would have been happy for one of his girls yes. to get this. So yes. it's like, he just cannot comprehend this. <laughs> and also, he sees, he sees Fanny as this, like, she just does whatever she's told. And he yeah. kind of makes mention of that about, like, you know, you're that proper woman who just does as she's been. Like, you know, he kind of yeah. says that at one point because she has always been that person. She has. And if you remember later on, he. what I loved about, what I love though about Sir Thomas, even though that was a very, very hard moment, mm-hmm. <laughs> that conversation, later on when they, when they were at dinner, he decided not to tell. Um, you know, his, his wife and his sister, right. Right. Which I thought was huge and such a relief for Fanny. But then at dinner, when Mrs. Norris kept, cause she was crying so much. Um, he told her to go take a walk, right. Mm-hmm. Just to, and then when at dinner, he, he had mentioned, she had mentioned, someone mentioned that she went for a walk and Mrs. Norris was going on and on about how she, she didn't tell anybody if she was, she would have told her because then mm-hmm. she would have had her do something for her. Some chore. Yeah. So, to get so selfish to go walking. And then they had, they had, it, um, they had mentioned Sir Thomas in his head said, but that's not Fanny's character, even right. though, you know, even though it does, that's exactly what he was saying about Fanny. He know, genuinely previously. doesn't believe yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. So it's like, oh. Yeah. But he he does allow, he does said, he did say, I do not think you should marry for someone that you do not, you know, want to marry. And he said, if you don't, yeah. if you don't want to marry him. But he thinks that if you don't want to marry him, then that's fine. I'll, I'll drop it. But he just thinks that Fanny just doesn't know him well enough. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, and I think in the next chapter, Edmund, he ends back. up making, well, he ends up making Fanny have a conversation with Henry oh, that's again. True. And she's like, I can't refuse him again. I can't go yeah. through this again. I can't hear him propose to me again. Like <laughs> I do not want to relive this. And he was like, no, you have to, you have to say it to him. And yes. she's like, but I've already told him everything. Oh, and he's like, no, I can't be the one to say it for you, Fanny. You have to do it. So, of course, he comes back to propose yeah. to her again. Yes. And, of course, again, she has to say no. no. And he's just like, okay, so I basically just need to wear you down. And then you're going to marry me. I get it. He's like, like, all right. Okay, that's not that's what fine. she said. Yeah. And then he tells Sir Thomas that, like, yeah, she just needs me to keep, you know, 
coming around and he's like, oh, come as often as you like, whenever you want, you're welcome here. It's like, he did yes. not take Fanny's side. He was completely telling Henry like, yeah, go for it. If you think you can wear her down, do it. Like, And, and at that point, that's when, of course, um, Sir Thomas has to tell his wife and yes, Mrs. And Mrs. Norris, Norris. And oh my oh, goodness, their reaction. Mrs. Norris. No, Lady Bertram. Oh, I know the exact moment he fell in love. It was when I sent the servant to dress you. It's because I I was like, this is coming up again. I was annoyed in the chapter where she was talking about the stupid dance and she kept saying it to everyone. It's like chapters later and Lady Bertram has not gotten over the one nice thing she's done for Danny. I was like, she's going to bring it back to that. But the thing is that uh, the servant came late. Like Fanny was already dressed here and already seen everything. (laughs) The servant never did a single thing. (laughs) And she's telling everyone, oh, the reason this match is happening is because of me. It's like, but you know, but actually, at least her reaction was better because she felt like she felt good. Like that was a a up for her family, you know, like to have Fanny. But, uh, but no Mrs. credit to Norris, Mrs. Oh. Norris, she, yeah. she it was, they said she was more upset that she got proposed to, not that she yep. turned it down, but that yep. he had the audacity, that Fanny had the audacity to have someone propose Well, and if you remember, her. Mrs. Norris had oh. said, oh, him and Julia, they're getting married, basically. She yes, had kind of matched me then. And the fact that that didn't turn out and it ended up being Fanny... Of all people, she's just like... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. She could not... She was upset about that. It is so hard to like her. So annoying. Yeah. (laughs) But um, anyway... um, I think Edmund comes back, right? Yes. Because yeah. Edmund was away in at in London. Now he's an ordained minister, right? Yes. And yeah. so he he's trying to uh, he's coming back thinking that I think he stayed a little bit longer in London so he could try to avoid seeing Mary and Henry. Yeah. But that didn't work out because as soon as he's coming back, who does he see walking together? But Henry her. and Mary. And, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's Sir Thomas enlists him to try to talk to his Fanny about this proposal. I surprised that Edmund thought Fanny would want to marry him. Me he's too. Like, he's like, I thought it was a good idea. Yeah, he was like, oh yeah, you should. And, yeah, like and this that, is a great match. And she tried to tell him all the reasons why it wouldn't work out. And, and she told him to hold true. Yeah. And he was yeah. just like, oh no, you're making too much of it. I was. I always feel like Edmund, while Edmund is not as bad as, you know, the rest of the, uh, the rest of the characters, he sometimes is very clueless too yeah, in terms yeah. of I mean he doesn't cross the line but he walks that line because yeah. he can't see the line. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's so blind. <laughs> like wake up. He was flirting with your your engaged sister. Yeah. When and then he was also flirting with your other sister which is very inappropriate in both situations. And he said, "Oh, I never saw anything between him and Julia. I don't think, you know, that happened." And she's like, "Well, you know, Maybe yeah. I observed more than you did. <laughs> exactly. And and, and and listen, if we ask Julia, Julia thought that he yep. kind of, you know, so anyway, yep. I, I Edmund is kind of blind to what's going on, but he's thinking that, um, that Henry didn't do the proposal right. Like Fanny needs someone to get to know her better before yep. proposing. So, yep. you know, he's thinking. So that's um, what he's telling everyone is, oh, she just needs more time. Meanwhile, yeah. she's like, I don't want to drag this out any longer. Want, like I want this to, to be over. <laughs> and then she lives in fear of Mary. Um, uh, 
because she's afraid Mary's going to come and be like, you know, you refuse my brother. And like, she gets it because she loves William. So she understands Mary's protectiveness and love of Henry. Um, She completely gets it. And so she has this like fear of Mary showing up and like telling her you were wrong. But (laughs) then Mary surprises her and doesn't do that. Yeah, she still tells her she was wrong, but not in like a nasty way that was uncomfortable. No, she's just kind of like, we were made to be sisters. And like, it was like in a sweet way of like, she really did care about Fanny and really liked her for who she was. I was, I'm not sure about that, Mary. I'm sorry. She just feels, I just feel like she just thinks... Like, she, like she always has an ulterior motive too. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I can't. I don't know. Like, I can't tell. Yeah, if like she the is whole genuine. thing with the chain. We found out late that later yes. on that that yes. was all planted. Like that she was, was all like, planned. oh, right. you can have jewelry. Like she's and complicit like, in this. Meanwhile, you know, Henry meant for that to happen for yes. Fanny to end up with the chain, and Mary played the whole part perfectly of like exactly. tricking her into accepting a, her brother's jewelry. So that whole thing was I, like yeah, shady. So that's I don't trust. I couldn't trust. Well, that Fanny doesn't really trust her that. either. Fanny and, does not. Yeah. No, no. So, so, uh, you know what? The there was a scene. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead or or, or this is where we are. But remember, um, Henry comes over and he comes over at dinner time, and Fanny is reading Shakespeare. Oh yeah. And he's he takes over the reading of Shakespeare, yeah. and she's trying so hard not to, you know, like listen. But, but she man, he does it so well. Oh reads. my goodness, he loves. And that's what Edmund so well. says too. He's like, "How could you say you have nothing in common after seeing the way you looked at him when he was reading?" Oh my goodness. And she was like, she was trying not to be impressed, but she was yeah. so impressed with his reading. But. And I was like, why couldn't he just be a good man? Because he see, like, if he was real, he'd seem like he would be a great match. But as, of course, we know. I mean, it's as soon as he starts showing love for Fanny, he really does. He seems like this sweet guy, and part of he you does. is like rooting for him. Like, I found myself I being know. like, "Oh, just say yes <laughs> to Henry. To. He's gonna change I for you. He to. loves I you." Know. Like, but we and know. then I'm like, that "Wait, story no, don't." End. Don't That's a him. Mr. Wickham. He's a total Mr. Wickham. You know, uh, you know that yeah. marriage didn't end well in Pride yeah. and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a, once he had Fanny, we know that he would she would no longer be a challenge and that would be it. You he know? would go back to flirting with other women go, yeah, while he's a yeah. married man. While he's a married man and then blame her Break for her heart. being upset. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. Yeah. Anyhow, I was trying not to read no, him. No, Fanny but I was, was like, right. Oh. She was right. Yeah, but it's but then, um, I think we get to a point where um, Mister, where Sir Thomas has um, Fanny go visit her family. Right. right. So Henry has to leave, and Mary has to leave, and yeah. Sir Thomas is thinking. Okay, you know how, like, absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? Yeah. He thinks she's going to miss all the attention from Henry. It's going to crush her. She's going to, like, want him back. Well, like, only a few days goes past, and he's like, how come she's not mourning? (laughs) You know, he goes to Edmund again and is like, talk to her. Why is she not missing him? And he's like, it's only been a few days. Like, how is anyone supposed to miss somebody in that short amount of time? But he's like, we'll talk to her. And, uh... And Edmund's just like, well, how is she not missing Mary? Like, that was her best yes. friend, which he totally like, just doesn't he... see anything. Like, that was not her best friend. That's not like She Edmund was forced into company with this woman. Like, yeah. was, and he's, like, upset about that. And 
Oh, the other weird thing that I hated was that Mary kept writing letters to Fanny, and Fanny yeah. felt like they weren't letters to her. It was like letters she wanted her to read aloud read to Edmund. Yeah, and she was like See, really felt she like always she was being taken advantage motives. of. Yes. And that whole thing was weird because Mary had said no to Edmund's proposal, and then she keeps talking about how she'll just never be as happy as when you know. There when was, she was with him. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's she, like, and then she's writing these letters to Fanny, hoping he'll read it to, to Edmund. So like that whole thing was annoying. I, she annoys me. That's why I say when she was, I don't, I didn't, I know she always has ulterior motives. Yeah. You know, when she was being nice to Fanny, it's like, okay, she wants something out of this. Cause I think her, I think she stays close to Fanny because Fanny is her connection to Edmund, you know, so right. she can come, come and see Fanny without come, but she really wants to see right. Edmund or hear right. news about Edmund. Right. So yeah. she can't lose that connection, you know, Yeah, it's not like That's she can true. go to, she can't, there's no one else in the Bertram house that she can get information about Edmund right. except through Fanny. So she's a user. <laughs> Definitely. But anyway, Anyway, she gets, um, Fanny gets to go, um, I think they pay for Fanny. Oh my goodness. Um, um, somehow did William come up? Because I think Fanny and William ended up traveling home yeah. together. Yeah. So he was going to stop by and see Fanny and then he was going home to his family. And so Sir Thomas had this like evil plan of like, send her to her family and let her yeah. experience what life would be like without money. And then she'll oh. realize it's worth it to marry up because she can't oh live goodness. without these comforts that she's grown accustomed to. Yes. And so he pays for Fanny and William to travel together. Do you remember when Miss Norris like, I'll come with you? Oh, yeah. Oh, and they're they like, please to, don't. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Which was weird she... because she kept telling Lady Bertram, oh, yeah, send Fanny away. Nobody needs her here. She's of no use. I can help you just as easily as Fanny. Like, she was basically yes. like, get rid of her. And then she's like, oh, maybe I'll go with her. Like, didn't you just oh, swear like, to your sister that you were going to help her? And now you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> But then when she counted the the the, because she would she would have to pay for her fare coming back. Then she's like, oh, I can't, I can't, can never spend money. Yeah. (laughs) But they go, and oh my goodness, I didn't know what to expect either when she went home. But this was not what I expected. It was like her father was like just totally ignoring her. He was like, you know, a, like he said hello. He was happy he was, to see William, and he was like a drunk, and she yes. tells him he's dirty and he swears yes. and like just completely unrefined, and only cares about William. I guess because he used to be a seaman yeah, too, right? So he can relate. So he's yeah. So he, I guess, he's living vicariously through William, but mm-hmm. um, he just totally ignores Fanny. Even when they're in the room together, you know, he's reading his newspaper and, you know, that's what you haven't seen your daughter in all these years, but nothing. He doesn't care. And her mother, she's just busy. Like, yeah. she doesn't really seem to spend time. She, William's her favorite, so she kind of focuses on William, but yeah. she doesn't really, like, I felt so bad for Fanny. I'm like, oh yeah. my goodness. And I would, Fanny I was thinking, her. I was thinking, maybe I, maybe she should marry <laughs> Right? It's like, who wants to end up in this situation? But yeah, she she says her her sister, I mean her sister, her mom reminds her of Lady Bertram because they're sisters. Yeah. And 
but her mom doesn't have the money to live like Lady Bertram, where she just lies about and does nothing. And no. she just describes the house as like loud and chaotic and there's all these yes. children and it's not kept well. And yes, it's it's just there's nothing. And Fanny doesn't like to really like talk about people like that. So the fact no. that she feels this way about how her family lives, you know, it must be pretty bad. It's a sharp contrast to where she came from. Yeah. And I think... Oh my goodness. I was just like, I felt for her because yep. it's like, this was home. Right. And it's like, you don't want to think badly about home, but then who comes to visit her? Shanna? Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I oh, didn't know whether to be embarrassed for her or to be happy for her. Cause I, you know, I mean, if Henry was a good guy, that was a, yeah. That would have been a nice move, you know, yeah. to see the, the no, guy that he, you He like, really seemed like he you. was changing. Oh, like, he, he was did. trying to do everything right and, and impress Fanny. Like, look, Fanny, I'm a good person. Yes, I'm coming here. Like, he had no reason to be. And he know, would not have associated with people like that. At all. At all. And so Fanny fact- is so ashamed of her family. Oh, she doesn't goodness. want him to come for dinner. Like, she just doesn't no. want him anywhere. She's like, don't, I don't want him to see these people in action. Like, you know, I and then know. he shows up and goes to church with them. Like, he's oh, like, my goodness. <laughs> I was, I was like, maybe he's changed, but I'm like, no. See, the flirt I probably change. would have married Henry because I in my mind, too. I'd be like, oh, I've, you know, caused this change in him. And, you know, it's like that Beauty and the Beast complex I where you just thinking. feel like, yeah, like <laughs> I'm going to help you to become the person I know you could be. <laughs> you know, you know what I was thinking, Shanna, I was, as I was reading this, I was like, this is why you read these books, because like I think about many decisions that I've made in my life that if I kind of saw a character like mm-hmm. Fanny that maybe it would make me a little bit stronger in not making certain decisions, you know? Or Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre too. Yes, and Jane Eyre too. Yes. Like you think you're like, I'm going to, uh, you know, for the man, I do think yep. he loves me. Yep. <laughs> and it was like, no, Fanny, Fanny was just, And it wasn't, we can't say that it was easy for her because to go and to see, you know, this could be your life if you don't get married, you know, because what if the Bertrams don't take you back? Yeah. Then you're here, you know, and you've had to taste, it's one thing if you've never had the taste of that life, but now you've had the taste of that life. So it's like, oh my goodness. Oh, so yeah, that's where we were. uh, I think that's where we left on. Yep. Yep. And I was just like, I why couldn't he be a good guy? <laughs> yeah. I wanted him to be. Well, we still don't know actually, but I have a feeling he's not. But right now, um, he seems like a changed person. Yeah. So I'm curious to see if that's going to stay. I really I haven't read it, so I don't know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious if I think I I I know she doesn't end up with um with him so i'm just curious to know what happens like how it anyway ends. yeah so we we read up to 41 this week so we right? should be able to finish it next week because there's we only totally what is 40, the 48 chapters is that what 48 it is? Yeah. yeah so we'll be able to finish that yes. so should i okay. so should i announce what we're going to be reading yes after? oh my goodness i was just going to say you promise right. well with all your go, detective go, skills go. i feel like you probably already know but i <gasps> want to read north and south <gasps> next 
Yep. Yes! <laughs> That's... <laughs> I am a detective. Yeah. But I but I picked the wrong one. I figured, because you said you liked them both. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, would it be North and South or Wives and Daughters? And I was yeah. like, well, I figured Wives and Daughters because we've been kind of reading. Yeah. But you, you, you tricked it up and, and, and picked North <laughs> I, and I South. Just, <laughs> I, I just genuinely feel that, like, in my opinion, that that is the better of the two. But, I mean, you're actually reading Wives and Daughters, so you'll be able to make that decision for yourself. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Okay, North I, and I South. feel like the, the, the lead woman character in that book you'll like her as much as you like Fanny and Jane. Like she's a very oh. strong personality. So yes. I'm, I'm hoping anyway. <laughs> and faithful to her beliefs and, you know, like the things like, that's what I like about them. Yeah. Because most people will say that Fanny is not a strong, you know, woman, but she is. She's, she is. She she's, always stands she's, up for what she believes. Yes. And she sticks to it. So and honestly, she, it takes more for her because she is such a shy quiet kind of person so when she has to stand up to people it's a lot harder than other people that makes her even stronger yeah and she sticks with it so many times you would want to bend and you want her to bend but she doesn't bend and i'm a people pleaser so i know how hard that is i just want everyone to be happy i want to (laughs) say yes to everything me too and sometimes I compromise and then I think I'm like, why did I do that? Because now I'm not happy with myself and I'm not happy yep. with the situation. And but I in know that was moment, the right thing to do. In that moment, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. What's going to make everyone in the situation happy? It's, it's bad. Ex- and that's the thing, because I was thinking maybe Fanny, like you, I was thinking maybe Fanny should marry Henry. Yeah. So she has a flirty husband. <laughs> That could be worse things. I mean, it her father's a drunk, so <laughs> like she'd have a nice home <laughs> and, and a good carriage and <laughs> a beautiful garden. And her her children can keep her company. Yeah, if she I wants mean... love. <laughs> What's oh, love boy. got to do with it? See, this is what this, this is why we don't write books. This, and this is why. <laughs> We need to read these books yeah. to remind us of the virtuousness that we are supposed to maintain. <laughs> oh, All right. So we know what we're reading soon. I'm so excited. Yes. I'm glad that I'm reading Wives and Daughters so that I don't feel compelled to start another book until it's time. That's good. <laughs> And um, we have I'm to complete to this one first. We have to complete. I'm excited. So we get to finish. So next so week we'll we're doing finish that. And then we'll four. kind of see where that leads us in the Bible. What comes yes. up from reading that. Um, yes. It's, it'll, it'll be a surprise to all of us because yes, I, we, we never know. <laughs> I gotta tell you. It's always random. Reading. Shanna is the one that's coming up with these ideas. <laughs> I love them. That's why I'm just listening. <laughs> I'm surprised too on the day of. I'm just like you guys. I'm like, so am I. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, this is what I wrote in my notes. What, am, what was the connection? What am I doing with all this? <laughs> well, it works. It made yeah. sense to me. Well, it's been fun. Right. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> me too. Me too. So we will, um, we will finish up the book next week, and we 
Hope you'll join us for the conclusion of Manfield. If you've made it Park. this far, I, I think know. you can do it. <laughs> and I hope, even if you haven't read it, I hope you do read it because it's a really good book. Yeah, and then you can see if you agree or disagree with what we think. So. Yes, I mean, man, I'm loving this. I can't wait. Is and in North and South is if if, it, if it's anything like these books, then I am ready. <laughs> good. I hope you like it. I think I'm you sure will. I will. I know. I, I feel will. like I we have I similar will. tastes, so I feel Absolutely. confident. I feel confident. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we will we're, we'll wrap it up. All right. So we'll that's see it. everyone next not next time. Have a good night. Have a wonderful evening. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Can you do us a favor? If you like this podcast please write a good review for us on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast player. Your review or like helps others to find and listen to our podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.